This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J. from 12th Street Talk Back and Morning Inspirations. Did you guys pour into yourself? I hope you poured into yourself today. If not, sometimes we can need a little bit more pouring. And today, I'm here to offer you just that with my new friends and partners, Faithful Counseling. You all always hear me talk about partnering with my Christian Conrads in Christ and always needing that extra shoulder to lean on as well as my faith. Well, today you can take comfort in having that exact same partner with Faithful Counseling. Thank you, Faithful Counseling, for sponsoring this podcast. With Faithful Counseling, you will get access to your needs and you'll be matched with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. That's right, who is a practicing Christian. You can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's text, chat, phone, or video call. And you can message your therapist at any time to schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. And if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. With Faithful Counseling, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling, flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at faithfulcounseling.com slash 12th Street Talk Back. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash 12th Street Talk Back. I've also linked it in the description below. Let's start pouring into yourself today with your new partner at Faithful Counseling. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Morning Inspirations. I hope you guys are feeling blessed on this beautiful, beautiful Monday morning that God has blessed us in. Guys, come on and rejoice with me and be glad in it. We know that our Heavenly Father can and will do all things as long as we abide up under his shadow and all things that we do as long as we let him precede us in everything that we do and let him have that mighty mighty works in our life let's give God some praise heavenly father we come to you right now in the name of Jesus we cast all our cares upon you this day all our worries, Father God, everything that you told us not to worry about. Father God, we come to you boldly to the throne, Heavenly Father. We ask for you to forgive us for anything that we said, done, or thought that was unpleasing unto you, Father God. Make our cricket path straight 
We just thank you this morning for all you're doing in our life. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your favor, Lord, over our lives, Father God. We thank you for keeping us, Father God, and keeping your hedge of protection around and about us, oh, Father God. We thank you for the very breath that we're breathing right now, oh, Lord. We thank you for every working limb and every working organ in our bodies, Father God. We thank you for your daily bread, for feeding us that daily bread, Father God. Feeding us, Father God, in a way that only you can feed us, Father God. May it be etched across the tables of our heart on a daily basis, Father God. May we be reminded, Father God, that not only are we your children, Father God, that everywhere we go, Father God, let our light be shining so brightly so that when we enter to the room, oh Lord, everybody knows, Father God, that you are with us all the way, that you carry us, Father God. Hallelujah to your name. You are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah to your name this morning. We just give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Heavenly Father, and all things that you're doing in our lives right now, Father God. Continue, Father God, to let us thirst no more, Father God. Give us your living water, Father God, each and every day, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, everybody. Amen. So good morning, good morning, good morning, guys. I hope you guys are doing great on this beautiful Monday morning that God has blessed us in. We go head on over to um, Genesis 34. We left off last week. Well, I left off last week with sharing with you guys what I'm reading. And as for many of you know, um, I'm rereading the Bible for the second time all the way through. And I thought that I would share what I was reading with you guys uh, after we did our morning prayer and morning inspirations. So far, many of you have just, you know, poured out to me how much of a blessing it's been. And I thank you. And it's not for me. It's for what God is doing in me. I get so much enjoyment out of doing it and I get a lot of insight I'm picking up some things that I missed before when I read it I was just so full of joy that God had turned my life around when I was reading the word the first year now this year he's given me some insight I've picked up some new followers to the morning inspirations welcome 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 to one and all and I just pray I pray that God continues to do in me what he's going to do in me continue to keep me on his potter's wheel remake shape and mold me give me some insight help me along I ask the Holy Spirit to come on in the room give me the words to say right now in the name of Jesus you know every day and I just hope that if it touches one person or gives one person something to think about about turning their life around or maybe even making some changes you know everybody has to make that step for themselves to decide 
whether they're going to walk like Christ, act like Christ, follow his commandments and statutes. And every day we're working on it. Every day we're working towards that progress to do what God has for us to do. Let him prevail in us. Last week we talked about Abraham and Jacob and leading up to Jacob getting away from under Laban's thumb and taking his family, his wife, Leah and Rachel um, to, to start anew, to start their own family. We talked about him and his brother Jacob and Esau and his brother, you know, making amends after Jacob had stolen his birthright. And now I'm at the point where Jacob has pretty much said, Settled in Sukkoth. He settled there among Shechem and he settled among the Hivites and he's built himself a little tent and he's made an altar and he's, you know, getting to know the land. Cattle, his sons is manning the cattle and all that great stuff and he's getting a feel for the land. And right now in play, Dinah his daughter by Leah she's decided she's you know curiosity has gotten the best of her and she's decided she's gonna go out into the land to see the daughters of the land now as I broke this down just a little bit more I found out that not only did they say maybe she was just a little bit curious about the other young women that looks like her because you got to be reminded she was probably about 15 16 years old and we know as women we start getting curious about boys about men so it's said in the word that she went out to see the daughters of the land but you know you know that we're probably looking at boys too (laughs) as as boys look at young women so she gets out there and she runs across Shechem the son of Hamor the Havite and he takes her and he defiles her he rapes her because he's so smitten by her beauty and all this good stuff he just wants her that bad he just takes her and no that's not right that's not right that he took her the way he did but He did. He took her and afterwards felt very poorly about it. He knew what he did was wrong. So he went running to his father. And he says to his father, uh, make Dinah his wife. Go fix it for me, Dad. Go fix the situation for me. I just, my soul is just so smitten behind her. And chapter 34, verse 4 says, So so Shechem spoke to his father, Hamor, saying, Get me this young woman as a wife. And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter. Now his sons were with the livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. Then back in that time, Jacob was kind of letting his sons become men. They were uh, dealing with the cattle. They were helping him make decisions in the house. And they said he he held his peace. I did a little bit more investigation in my commentary. 
and in the commentary, it said to me that it was just a little side note there. It says, you know, he was a good man, but note to self, things may never go well when we authorize other persons to run in an area in the family where the parent should be. And that kind of caught my attention as we apply it to everyday life. Because going forward in this story, we find out that Jacob meets with Hamer, the father of Shechem, to discuss marriage of the two. He wants to make it right. He wants to make it right for his son. He wants to make it right for Dinah. He wants to make it right with Jacob. He doesn't want any bad blood. So he says to him, look, I want to make it right. My son's soul yearns for your daughter. What he did is not right, but my son's soul yearns for your daughter. So Jacob waits until his sons come out from in the field and they all sit and talk. She cams there, Hamer's there, all the sons, Jacob's there, and they talk. And it was proposed by Hamer saying, okay, look, let us intermarry. Since my son has done this, since he's defiled Dinah, let us intermarry. Let us make this right. Let she come and Dinah marry as well. How about we just intermarriage? Why? How about you marry our daughters from our side? We marry your daughters from your family. Let's all just come together. Let's live together. Y'all settle here. Make this your home. You can trade in it, acquire property, whatever you need to do to make this right. She came as well. He asked for favor in Jacob's in Jacob's son's sight because of what he did to their sister. He asked for favor. He says, just give me Dinah as my wife and whatever you want, I will give to you. Whatever you want. Well, as it goes, Jacob's sons were not pleased with this. This was a disgraceful act that was brought onto their family. Back in those days, it was, you know, a disgrace for a virgin to have sex with a man that was not her husband, as well as for a man to just take a wife or take from a virgin that was not his wife. So they said to him, you know, look, you guys aren't circumcised. You're not circumcised. It is our custom to be circumcised. And this goes way back when Abraham got circumcised at 99. And from that point on, everybody that was born, every male that was born into the ninth day, they got circumcised, as it still is a custom today with males to be circumcised. So they tell him, you know, you, you know, you guys aren't circumcised and they really are answering deceitfully because they're pissed off. They're mad, you know, as anybody else in the world that we live in now. Find out one of our loved ones, our sister, our cousin, our even our mothers. If someone, someone raped one of our loved ones, the males of the family, they're going to be in a uproar about this. So they answered to him deceit with deceit in their heart. And they said, well, look, you're not circumcised. It is not our custom. But if y'all will submit 
to being circumcised, we will consider it. We will consider it. You, your whole family, anybody in your camp, if y'all would consent to being circumcised, we will consider it. But they didn't mean it. They didn't mean it from the point of view of this is what God said for men to do as it was their custom and their family. They were doing it so that they could get them at a weak point so that they can go slaughter them. They wanted to be able to have an advantage over the situation. They wasn't doing it to make things right on the behalf of their sister and to make amends between both of the families. They were doing it with deceit in their heart. The lesson I learned in this little small passage was sometimes as people, we do that. We do and say things very deceitfully with another agenda in our heart. Even when someone has wronged us, and we all do it, we all fall down, we all get back up. That's the glory of being God's children is he allows us to fall down and get back up. If our heart is truly, truly right in the right place and we truly do want to see God's favor and grace and mercy in our lives. He's a God of all knowing anyway. He knows what you're going to do before you're going to do it. But it's also free will. And we also have that discerning spirit inside of us to know the difference between right and wrong. We all have that ability. But are you going to choose to do it the right way? To be as forgiven as our Heavenly Father is to us on a daily basis. Sometimes we say things and do things that we may not think that is offensive to our Heavenly Father. But it is. But He gives us grace and mercy every single day. He gives us the free will to ask Him for His forgiveness and get back up and be able to dust ourselves off because we've fallen short. He forgives us, but we as people, we can't forgive one another. We walk around with spite, strife, evil thoughts in our heart, and this is what these sons of Jacob did. They had no intention of making things right because they were hurt They were hurt for their sister. They were hurt by the act. And they was hurt that the disgrace that came upon the family. And I can touch on that a little bit too. So we all have people in our families that we may not see eye to eye with. We may not see the way their life is going for them. And it may not be going great. But we always sit in judgment. We always put them in a box and say, you know what, I'm not going to deal with X, Y, and Z because they're doing X, Y, and Z. Well, if our Heavenly Father can forgive us, why can't we let down our guard and forgive our family members and our friends with a true open heart and mind? 
give them the opportunity or perhaps help them in their moment where they're vulnerable, where the decisions that they're making may not be pleasing to us. It may not be pleasing to God, but God has his hands on each and every one of us. So as us as human beings to walk in and try to fix someone else's life or tell them what they should or should not be doing, that's not left up to us. That's left up to our Heavenly Father. He says it in His Word. I knew you from your mother's womb. I know every piece of hair, every strand of hair you have on your head. So if He knows all of that then he certainly know how to work with us when we go to him. We as people, sometimes instead of putting people in boxes or sitting around carrying hurt and deceitful acts in our mind and in our heart, maybe we should try helping our fallen soldiers, our fallen friends and family members, recognizing when they are going through a bit of a something in their lives and try to help them instead of devising plans of wickedness, being deceitful and already made up by my mind or our minds what we're gonna do to this person. But we're nice nasty. The old folks used to say that, being nice, nasty, nice in your face, nasty behind your back, and and vice versa. Putting on that front. If you truly can't find it in your heart to forgive someone without trying to get vengeance for something that they may have done to you, leave them alone. Take it to your heavenly father. Ask him to make your crooked path straight, to straighten out your heart so that you can see a little bit of forgiveness for that person, even if you don't want to deal with them. But don't carry that hate and disdain around for that person with evil plans in mind. So that's what I got from this passage. And if it be in God's will, tomorrow we're going to go on and we're going to talk about what these sons of Jacob has done to Shechem and their camp with all this deceit that they had in their heart because they wanted revenge for their sister. Be blessed in all you do today. If it be in God's will, we'll see you right back here on tomorrow.